Welcome to the Real Lost Boss Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the Real Lost Boss Podcast. New year, new you. Yes, it is 2024. Happy New Year to all of you. Uh, And it is the time for New Year's resolutions. And I would say the most popular New Year's resolution out of them all is weight loss. The old health kick and losing some weight. And that is no different to me. And January, February, March is just a superb time to kick in the old weight loss journey. A weight loss journey is a lifestyle change. It's not a quick fix for many. It can take a number of months or years and we have to accept that. And over that period of time from starting our weight loss journey or continuing our weight loss journey to hitting our goal, we do have to accept that there are easier and harder times to lose weight. For example, A harder time for me would be the summer months. Now, you might be sat there going, no, in summer, the weather's lovely. We've got light nights and that makes it a lot easier for me to get my steps in. Plus, I'm more inclined to have a just a bit of grilled meat off the barbecue and some salads and that's nice and low calorie. Yes, I totally agree with that. But there's a lot of things for me that counterbalance those two things. Uh, Summer for me is just a lot more sociable. Um, In March time, if a friend messages me on a Friday evening, just as I'm finishing work, would you fancy going to uh, the pub for a couple of pints? I'll be more inclined to say no. If it's June time and it's 22, 23 degrees and I look out my office window and the sun's shining, I'm already at the bar before he's even finished texting me. Uh, We're also... um, Yeah, a lot more sociable in summer, but with things like events. So, you know, it's. I know COVID's changed things a little bit, but we're sort of catching ourselves up now. But you get a lot more weddings in summer. You get a lot more christenings in summer. You get a lot more sort of bigger parties in summer. All these things are fairly calorific. Um, Also in summer, we tend to have holidays. So, yeah, we don't tend to go away when the weather's rubbish here. We tend to go away when the weather is pretty decent here. So, you know, we'll have, you know, a week all inclusive to Tenerife or to uh, Cyprus or Turkey or wherever you like to go. You might even have a couple of weeks all inclusive. Again, all these things are fairly calorific and things that we tend not to do as much over the winter periods. Now, just because you know, the summer months for me is a tougher time to lose weight. It doesn't mean it's impossible to lose weight and it doesn't mean I won't lose weight in these times. It just takes a little bit more navigating and I might just need to be a little bit, you know, more patient with the results I'm getting. But again, just like the social events might counterbalance the extra steps, same with easier and hard times to lose weight there are easier times to lose weight that certainly counterbalance the harder times to lose weight. And one of the best times is January, February, and March. And it really is a time where you can optimize your weight loss. Why? Well, January, February, March isn't sociable. It is a miserable two to three months. It really, really is. Um, Everyone sort of on the same health kick, so there's not as much peer pressure, everyone's keeping their head down, you're not getting those texts or messages, do you fancy going out, do you fancy doing this, do you fancy doing that, or certainly not as much, certainly in January, because every Tom, Dick and Harry, you know, he's doing dry January, me included, Um, 
Um, you also get in, you know, January, February, March, everyone's a, a little bit skinter after Christmas or has a focus on summer coming up. Uh, so trying to save money again for holidays or trying to pay off a couple of credit cards because of Christmas. Um, we also, in January and February, maybe not quite into March, but we still have Christmas ringing in our heads. And Christmas can be probably the most overindulgent period of time in a year. It certainly is for me. So, you know, I tend to have you know, a couple of one-week holidays a year over to Spain. And when I have those holidays, I don't track calories. I don't give a toss about weight loss. I give a toss about, you know, um, relaxing, resetting, refreshing, just having a chill out, you know, a break from the norm. Um, and yes, you know, when I'm on holiday, I tend to, you know, I'll have some drinks, I'll have foods that I wouldn't normally eat on a normal week when I'm on a, a weight loss week as it were uh, but Christmas is a whole other ball game now it's just a week or nine or ten days and it certainly doesn't you know ruin a weight loss journey a lot of people think it does ruin a weight loss journey it really really doesn't uh, but for me it is a really overindulgent time and after having that overindulgent time I'm just ready to be healthier for a good few weeks you know after a week's holiday to say Benidorm in June you know yeah a week or two after my holiday, I'm kind of like, ooh, might go to the pub, might do this, might do that. Uh, in January, yeah, the, the motivation certainly lasts a lot longer after Christmas. So yeah, it's just a really good time to lose weight. And as it's a good time to lose weight, we should optimise that weight loss. We should grasp and make the most of this time. Like I say, the lack of peer pressure from others asking us to do things. The fact that we are a little bit skint, so... You know, the temptation to go out for food, to get takeaways and stuff isn't as much. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't go out for food, you shouldn't get takeaways. If you follow me on a regular basis, you know my whole philosophy around weight loss is about balance, that 80-20 kind of rule. You know, 80% health, nutrition, focusing on things, 20% doing whatever we want. And that shouldn't change. And that's kind of what I'm going to go into uh, in this podcast. It's one of the biggest lessons I've learned from... Probably being a personal trainer um, and now an online weight loss coach because I fell into this trap a little bit, certainly at the start of my weight loss journey. And that is January, February, March going to extreme. So after this big period of overindulgence at Christmas and everyone on the planet is in the mindset of weight loss journey or health kick or New Year's resolution, let's lose some weight. And yeah, it's going to extremes. And I called it the January syndrome. And I first noticed it uh, in January 2019, I'll say, maybe 2018, but certainly January 2019, this was my first year as a full-time personal trainer. And because I was in the gym full-time, and what I branded the January syndrome as then was, you know, the gym in January is absolutely mental. It is chock-a-block. There's generally some really good deals on, like no sign-up fees or half-price sign-up fees or, you know... <clears throat> get your first month free and this, that and the other because everyone's trying to draw people into the gym because it is the most popular time to lose weight. And yeah, the gym was just absolutely mental. When you work in it full time, 
you, you notice it so much, how busy it is. But then what you also notice is the phase out. So someone that I've never seen before or someone I've not seen since the previous year will turn up at the gym. First week in January, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, you're all right. And have a little catch up with them. And they're being every day, five, six days a week, walking on a treadmill, doing quite mundane stuff generally. And then after two or three weeks, you'd sort of notice, oh, I've not seen such and such for a couple of days. Then they would appear and then they start coming three, four days a week. Then a couple of weeks later, you've not seen them for a week. Then they appear again and then suddenly they just disappear and you see them again next January. That's the January syndrome. And what they've done is they've gone to an extreme. They've not been to a gym either before in their life or they've not been to the gym for um, 11 or 12 months or whatever it is since last January. And they just do things that don't fit in to their regular life. Now, like I say, January is a boring month. No one's going out. There's no temptation. Everyone's kind of in the same mindset. So you've got quite a bit of extra spare time. So you've got the time to go to the gym five days a week after work for an hour at a time and walk on a treadmill. But that gets pretty boring pretty damn quickly. Um, and then, like I say, when maybe February comes around and you've possibly stopped doing dry January or the motivation's not quite as intense as it was, the extremes start to kick in and then you realise you can't keep up with what you were doing. And then when you realise you can't keep up with what you were doing, this is where you feel that it's pointless doing less, right? So I started doing five days a week in January and I was losing three or four pounds a week. Good bit, that's water weight, by the way. Um, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly now, I'm doing, now I can only go four days a week because things have changed a little bit. Now I can only go three days a week. And next thing, you stop going all together. And the January syndrome can apply to, to, to everything we put into place when it comes to a weight loss journey. You know, it could be getting steps in. You've gone from doing 3,000 steps a day on average, October, November, December, but because you've got this, you know, drive of motivation and this, you know, New Year's resolution and you're going to really kickstart your weight loss, suddenly you're doing 15,000 steps a day and you're doing an hour walk in the morning and an hour walk at night time. And again, while January's quite chilled out, you can sort of fit it in or you, you sacrifice other things to fit it in. And that's a big word, that sacrifice. And then suddenly, as things change a little bit, like I say, the motivation might drop a little bit, your social life increases a little bit going into February it starts dropping out. And it's basically because you're doing things that are unsustainable. You, you, you're chucking things in. And anyone can do things that are unsustainable for a short period of time. But that's not what a weight loss journey is built on. A successful weight loss journey is built on a healthy and sustainable lifestyle change. Things that we put into our lifestyle that is gonna be a constant, not something we're just gonna do for January and February, Something we're going to do for January, February, March, June, August, 2025, 2026, 2027. That is what a successful weight loss journey is built on. And this is where so many people fail on their journeys because they put things into place that you're not going to stick to. I've talked there about going to the gym. I've also talked about getting steps in. But again, we can apply it to food. You know, how many of you guys... I know you might just watch my podcast and you might not be on my coaching plan or you might not fully follow my philosophies. How many of you guys 
are going to sign up to Slimming World over the next week or two. How many of you guys signed up to Slimming World this time last year, the first week or two of January, and the year before, 21, 20, 19, 18, and by March, you'd stop going? Why? Because it's not something that is sustainable for a lot of people sticking to that Slimming World regime. January, nothing's going on. You might be happy 12 sins a day, over-restricting yourself, yeah? When it gets to February and you've done dry January and then you're planning your first night out of 2024 and how do I fit a night out into 12 sins where you can't do it? Oh, well, I just won't go to Slimming World for a week because, you know, obviously I'm going to gain a bit of weight because I'm having a night out, blah, 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 blah. And next thing by March, you're just not doing it. Same with doing slim fast shakes or saying to yourself this month, I'm not going to eat carbs or you're going to go and do the Cambridge plan. Are you just going to do a ridiculous calorie counting diet, like 800 to 1,000 calories a day? You have to accept these things aren't going to last for a long period of time. And one of my big sayings is, you know, weight loss is a long-term problem. A long-term problem will always require a long-term solution. So, coming into January, you've got that motivation, you've got that, you know, the health kick's gonna go fully into it. Don't go to extremes. Don't fall to the January syndrome. What I want you to do is, before you start any of this, before you start going to the gym, before you start increasing your steps, before you choose the weight loss method, and that, that's what they are, weight loss methods, whether it's Slimming World, Weight Watchers, Keto, Cambridge Plan, Slim Fast Shakes, Herbalife, whatever it is, or you're going to just calorie count and eat a ridiculously low amount of calories, whatever you're going to do, you're going to ask yourself this one question, am I happy to do this for the rest of my life? Now you might be like, do I need to lose weight for the rest of my life? No, 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 you don't, right? We stick to a calorie deficit more often than not. Remember, a bit of balance. You don't need to be at it 100% of the time, all the time. There's no such thing as a perfect weight loss journey. You stick to a calorie deficit more often than not until you get to your goal weight. Once you get to your goal weight, it's then a case of maintaining those losses. But to maintain those losses, we still need to keep into place most of what we've done to lose the weight in the first place. You still need to have a decent level of activity on a day-to-day -day basis. You still maybe need to do some regular exercise. Everyone should do that, whether they're trying to lose weight or not. You still need to be in control of your calories. Whether you still need to count calories or not, you might have taught yourself portion control. You might have taught yourself how to, you know, overall improve your diet without actually having that management tool in place, but you still need to be aware of what you're eating. You still need to be aware of, you know, the amount of calories going into your body. You also still need to be aware of your health. You still need to keep on top of eating healthier, you know, getting your fruits in, your veggies, your lean proteins, your complex fibrous carbs. So anything you do to lose weight, it needs to, you know, most of it, in fact, the only thing that doesn't need to be a permanent part of your lifestyle is actually being in a calorie deficit, consuming less calories than you burn. And that's all any weight loss method does, right? So whether you lose weight on Slimming World, Keto, Intermittent Fasting, um, Carnivore Diet, Weight Watchers, 
I've said Slimming World, probably. Um, slim Fast Shakes, the Cambridge plan. Irrelevant of who you might be following and what they're trying to tell you. They might tell you it's down to controlling your insulin. They might tell you it's down to the fact that, you know, uh, carbs just turn to fat instantly, blah, blah, blah. It, it's all a load of nonsense, right? You know, intermittent fasting, it increases your fat burning because you don't eat for six days. All that, it's all a load of nonsense. Any weight loss method you choose to take part in, you lose body fat because it is giving you the tools to consume less calories than you burn. That is it. That is it. That is the number one reason why you are losing body fat. And like I say, that needs to be in place. Now, if you're genuinely, and you've got to answer yourself honestly here, if you are generally going to say to yourself, do you know what? Yeah, I will have a shake for my breakfast, a shake for my lunch, and just have something for my tea, you know, a, a, a healthy, balanced tea for the rest of my life. So, yeah, when I'm hitting my goal weight, I might not want to be in a calorie deficit, obviously, because we're going to go into a calorie maintenance to maintain that loss. So instead of having one shake in the morning, I might have two, and I might have a bigger portion for my tea. If that's you, that's absolutely fine. I honestly can't see anyone doing that. Same with, you know, cutting carbs out permanently. You know, if you're not going to eat carbs in January, then you shouldn't be looking at eating carbs in March. You shouldn't be looking at eating carbs in November. You shouldn't be looking at eating carbs in 2025, eating carbs in 2026. Because if you go back to old habits without keeping the new habits into place, you're just going to gain your weight back. And I always call it the roller coaster of weight loss. You know that. Lose weight, gain weight. Lose weight, gain weight. It's an up and down pattern. It's yo-yo dieting. And that needs to be eradicated. So, I want you to take the motivation that you're probably feeling now, just the same as the motivation that I've got. I can't wait to get back onto my journey. NutriCheck is booted back up. Uh, I've blown the dust off my gym card. Uh, I have polished my trainers, ready to get my steps in. My Apple Watch is fully charged and I'm ready to get back to doing what I'm going to do. But I am not going to go to any sort of extreme whatsoever. What am I going to do to get back onto this journey? I'm going to stick to my normal calorie allowance. I'm going to stick to my normal philosophy of an 80-20 split. So yeah, four or five days into this New Year's resolution, if I've got the calories and I fancy it, I will be having a takeaway over the weekend. I'm going to stick to my target of going to the gym three times a week. I'm going to stick to my target of averaging, averaging 10,000 steps a day. What I am going to do, though, in January, February, March, which is the, the biggest thing, and it is the biggest thing, is I am going to be super consistent. So I stick to an ideal deficit of 19,250 calories a week. And, you know, when it's a harder time to lose weight, some weeks I might do 20,000 calories. Some weeks I might do 20,500. I'm still in a deficit, but I'm not nailing that ideal deficit, which is definitely going to lose me at least one pound a week on average. January, February, March, I'm going to nail it. I'm going to nail it. Also, what I'm going to do in January, February, March is really concentrate on my health. So that's something that I felt in 2023 was a little bit wayward. A little bit wayward, was a little bit up and down and wasn't a priority to me. And it's going to be a priority to me in 2024 and I'm going to lay, 
<clears throat> some new habits. I'm going to lay the habits for, for, for a healthier lifestyle. So just things like making sure, you know, I close the apple on NutriCheck. So I'm definitely having five portions of fruit and veg a day. I'm going to make sure that I'm, uh, if you're not watching this on video, I've just had a quick drink, getting my water intake in, making sure I'm nice and hydrated. Um, just little things like that. Making sure I'm keeping up to date with my supplements. I've been very hit and miss with them again for the last three or four months of 2023. Um, and I'm going to absolutely nail those. So that is, it's consistency. So that is really how I'm going to optimize my losses. I'm going to nail my ideal deficit, certainly for the first couple of months, no excuses. and may even nip a little bit under. I don't mind nipping a little bit under. Again, we don't want to be doing things unsustainably. We don't want to go to extremes. We don't want to over-restrict ourselves too much, but that ideal deficit is going to be like the top end figure of my calories. I might go a little bit under. I am going to nail my steps. I'm going to, you know, hit 10,000 steps a day on average. No excuses. Again, averages. Some days I might do 8,000. Some days I might do 12,000. But I'm going to nail it. Uh, I am going to get to that gym and I'm going to train my bottom off. I've had 12 days off from the gym over Christmas, and sometimes you need it. If you're a regular gym goer, you need to accept that you need little breaks. You need to just take a step back. And again, I felt my training October, November into December was a little bit stagnant, whereas just having that break now and having this motivation of it being January, I've already mapped out my training plans for the next uh, six weeks going in, and I'm raring and buzzing to go. So I'm going to absolutely nail my training, I'm going to hit my steps, and I'm going to hit my ideal deficit, certainly for the first couple of months. And if I do those three things, alongside focusing on myself, so making sure I'm getting my supplements in, making sure I'm getting my, you know, my vitamins, my minerals, my nutrients in, that is going to optimize my weight loss overall. It's going to make me feel great, me feeling great is going to mean I'm going to be really consistent. It's going to keep my motivation going and I'm going to absolutely nail it. And I can't wait. So make the most of these three months. They are probably the best three months over 2024 to nail your weight loss journey. Another saying of mine is lay a foundation. And that is basically what you're going to do. If you nail January, February, March, you're going to lay a fantastic foundation for 2024. What you do in January, February, March might not stay with you throughout the year in terms of that, you know, extra motivation and that consistency, but it will hopefully keep you motivated enough to really keep going at this journey and nail that one pound a week. I think I've said nail a lot. Anyway, hit that one pound a week weight loss on average. That is what we want to do. And if we do that, this time next year, you could be over, well, not over, about four stone lighter. And that is fantastic weight loss, whatever your current weight is. Four stone a year, two years, eight stone, three years, 12 stone. Do you even need to lose that amount of weight? So take the motivation, absolutely smash it, but don't go to extremes. Whatever you're going to do in January, February into March, you should be happy to do in April, May, June, November, December this year, 
2025-2026. If you are struggling for that weight loss method that you feel you're going to be able to stick to and be consistent with for that amount of time, you know what to do. Get in touch with me. I'll put a link in the description. You can start my one-to-one -one plan in January or just join my community. It is £5 for your first month to join my community using code WELCOME. Throughout January, the sign-up fee for my one-to-one uh, -one weight loss plan is half price. So there's no better time to come on board and I will coach you to that healthy, sustainable weight loss journey. No extremes, no over-restriction, not dropping out in March like you would do with Slimming World or Keto or anything like that. We're going to absolutely destroy 2024 in terms of weight loss. So I'll put a link in the description. You can also head on to any of my social media platforms, TikTok, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, the at the.real.loss.boss. Go into any of my profiles on any of those and click into my link tree and drop me an inquiry form or WhatsApp me or email me and get in touch and I will support you and help you and coach you to a successful weight loss journey throughout 2024. As always, guys, thank you very much for uh, listening or watching the podcast, whatever format you've watched it on. As always, if you give me a follow, if you give me a like, Comments, questions, always appreciated. I will try and get back to them as soon as I can. And yeah, happy new year, everyone. And let's um, let's absolutely blast the weight loss in 2024 together. And until the next podcast, we are definitely going to boss our weight loss. <laughs>